Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Good morning, Alan. I've just mentioned there, Verona, the front page of the Irish Independent and Fianna Fáil backing the embattled Donoghue in a row over election expenses. I know that there are um, opposition uh, parties and perhaps individuals as well uh, who are taking a, an opposite stance to this. What's your view at the moment on this situation? And we get the full detail of the story at half past ten. Yeah, well, look, I, Pascal who has agreed to come into the doll and make a statement, and I will reserve my judgment. But look, you know that I am someone who particularly believes that we need to strengthen CEPO's powers. But in that, Alan, we need to actually see a lot more proportionality across the public service as well as politicians, and not just politicians. Because at the moment, we have the worst housing crisis we've ever seen. And the senior civil servant in that department is looking for an increase of 15,000 euros and I want to see somebody who's accountable for the housing crisis. I don't want to see people being, you know, given incremental increases just because they're there. They need to show performance and I think we need across the board to see the powers of CEPO strengthened, to see accountability and those who are democratically elected, of which Pascal Donoghue is, will be accountable to the people. But we need proportionality, as I say, across the whole of the public service to see that accountability in the future. So in relation to Pascal yeah, you're you're going to wait... Uh, Yeah, I I will be expecting to hear from him on Wednesday on the floor of the Dáil, and I will reserve my judgment. But I do feel, you know, he is democratically elected, and it's up to the people to to democratically remove him if they so wish. He represents a constituency. And I suppose, you know, we do need to be careful that we are trying to encourage people particularly women, into politics. They can't go unaccounted or unaccountable, but at the same time, you know, we've got to have the proportionality whereby, you know, if he says he didn't know, we'd wait to hear the full detail. All right, and we'll get more information from Philip Ryan, political uh, journalist, political editor with the Irish Independent, shortly after half past ten this morning. The main reason you're speaking to me today is you're putting forward a motion on oral health and the conditions and a radical restructuring of dental care in this country. Uh, can, can you just outline what is the core of the proposal, please? Well, Alan, numerous times we've discussed this on the radio and currently in County Wexford we have 49,000 medical card holders who are eligible for treatment under the dental treatment scheme. Now, at the moment, we have no dentist, to my knowledge and from our research, that actually is partaking in that scheme. On top of that... We ha- so that would mean that there is no dentist in the county taking on someone in receipt of a medical card just today. Someone over 70 who gets it as a matter of their age or someone who receives it because they're on low in- lower income. So on top of that, orthodontic services. We have 523 children under the age of 18 awaiting orthodontic services. 181 of those are waiting longer than four years. And 116 of them have gone over the age of 18 before they receive treatment. So it's, and which means they presented at the age of 13 or 14. But the reality is we need to start seeing our children. It used to be that we saw them in second class at the first instance. Now it's gone to sixth class. And the impact of all of these things and the neglect of anybody who is with a medical card or just simply doesn't have a medical card but can't access a dentist is the pressure 
that's being brought to bear on the actual health service itself. Like, if you want to go for an operation, you're going to need your hip done or your knee done, you actually have to have a sign-off from a dentist that your oral hygiene is there and it's good so that you don't cause a further illness when you have that operation. And I think you can see what's happening in our health service. It's in crisis. And we need to look after, at the bare minimum, it's mm. fundamental that we invest in oral health care to improve the entirety of the health service. Right. You have made some very important calls in the in the, in the next section I'm looking here in front of me. Uh, and I think this is worth throwing out to the listeners here. It is, it is quite detailed. I'm, I'm curious to know how much of this will get across the line. But if it were to get across the line, it would certainly benefit uh, so many different people. So can you outline it? For example, dentures in the scheme to reduce the burden of costs on all patients. What are you proposing? I'm proposing that then we include dentures in the scheme to reduce the burden of costs on all patients. We as a group, the regional group, are presenting this bill. We're also proposing that, for instance, uh, we would provide a tax relief at the rate of 30%, a minimum of 30%. I spoke to a lady yesterday who paid for her under-18 child to have her orthodontic treatment. Now, She didn't have the money. She had to borrow that money. It was in excess of €4,000. And she she got less than 20% of that back. I I mean, look, the woman that was... Where do you choose? You know, can you afford dental care for your children? This is putting people into very precarious positions. And a minimum of 30% in tax relief is very little as far as I'm concerned. But we need to do all of these things. We're looking for support towards the cost of private dental care also. We're providing, we need, we need to look at the education sphere. Seriously, this is where it needs to be to join the dots. We need to provide additional undergraduate places for dental graduates in Irish universities. That's a huge problem. We train 80 dentists a year. We retain about 15 of those into the workforce. That's insane. And this is where we have to start. We've got to start across the auxiliary dental staff also, hygienists, dental nurses, technicians. All of that is provided for in the bill. The reality is... We currently have a 60 million euro spend on the DTSS scheme. That Mm -hmm. is 20 million less than it was in 2008. So although you will hear the minister say that they have put 20 million extra into the dental services. They have not brought it to where it was 10 years ago. And, and, and Verona, we need further. Will, will, will all of this help keep dentists within the country? Because that is a problem, isn't it? It, it? Like in other aspects of the health service, there is a chronic shortage of dentists. Yes, and I think that puts the, you know, the workplace Then all dentists are under severe pressure. But equally, it's very frustrating for dentists, Alan. You know, there's a, it's very limited what they can do under the medical card and the dental treatment scheme currently. Very, very limited. And what dentists in the Irish Dental Association have been saying is that this is foolproof. If we expand the service available and we look after oral health, you know, the rest will look after itself. As I said here, most infections occur through oral health. And that's why you must have sign-off before you can have an operation. If there's any issue with your gum health, your oral health in general, it leads to something else. And we have to start to take note of that. Like the Irish Dental Association would say, we should start to see children at one. One year's age now, that yeah. might seem incredulous to some people, but like that is where we have the preventative measure, and prevention is better than cure. You're bringing forward the motion when? <laughs>
on Thursday, Alan. It'll be introduced onto the floor on Thursday. Right. It's detailed. We would expect to get cross-party support. There's nothing in this motion that anybody could disagree with. Mm. It is, uh, it's way, uh, you know, over and above what's required. Uh, it's, it's too, what I should say is, it's timely. It's badly right. needed at this point in time. Okay. My office, all of our offices in the regional group are inundated with people who can't access dental care. They can't afford it or they just can't get a dentist. Our dentists are overwhelmed. They are looking for these things. People, children need this service and we need improvement and we have to start from the educational. I started with one question in relation to a topical matter at the moment, the situation with Pascal Dunning, who I'll finish with another because on my way home from Gorey last night listening to South East Radio News, I heard quite clearly a statement that there was one, I think it's a, a Fianna Fáil deputy, I'm not 100% sure, is calling on medical graduates that they will, will have to stay in Ireland for a period of time before they can head off to far-flung pastures. What do you think of that? Would that could that be done? Would it be legally allowed to be done? What's your view on that? Well, It's something that happens in the UK if you're funded, of which we know many of our uh, courses are. You know, you pay a a reduced student fee. However, the difficulty is that we have so many places available for foreign students who come in and pay for their education. They couldn't be subjected to it. But, like, I am of the opinion that what we need to do is subsidise the colleges where they're using the foreign students' money to subsidise the college itself. We need to actually subsidise the college to the same level and allow Irish students the opportunity to qualify. Many of them achieve the points but can't access a place. And, and it's been done in the UK. The NHS have a policy that whereby you're trained through the system, you spend two years in the system before you can go out and work privately. I, it's, it can be looked at. It needs to be looked at. We need to. It's the first time I've heard it mentioned, you know, but it is something that operates in other jurisdictions. We need to take an overall view right. that the health service needs complete overhaul the HSE in its entirety and we need to see accountability Wexford Hospital Washford Hospital every hospital in the region of CHO5 which is our region Wexford's included in that we have to start to look at where the issues are and how they can be solved we can't just keep reiterating where the problems are we have to have solutions one of the current solutions Alan is that we would use and go back to using um, Eli House which was, to my knowledge, I've been told that that hospital was kitted out to take COVID patients and to be able to deal. So it's kitted out to a very high level. Mm-hmm. And yet, we haven't yet accessed it Can- in order to alleviate the, the serious crisis we're seeing in Wexford General Hospital. And that has to be a question. Why has that not happened? Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views. Alan Corcoran.